Okay, um, well, thanks for, uh, for being with me here today virtually. Um, I am uh, excited to, uh, to get to be with you in this way. I wish we could be in person, obviously, um, but thankful for, uh, for this opportunity to do this even, even uh, in this way. So uh, let me open it a word of prayer and um, we'll, we'll get on into our topic here today. So let me pray. Lord, thank you so much for, um, for just this group. I, I don't know where all um, they are coming from, uh, how Christmas was for them. I, I know that for, for many, Christmas can be a very joyful uh, time, and for many, it can be a very sad time, uh, a reminder of um, friends and family they've lost along the way, or um, even just a time to reflect over um, a really tough year and uh, in many ways. And so I don't know where um, each and every one of these uh, men and women are, um, but I just ask that you would meet them in the next few moments uh, and that you would be with us and your word would uh, encourage us and, uh, and bring us so much joy. I pray this in, in Christ's name. Amen. So uh, my name is Travis Stevens. I am uh, the Senior Mobilization Director uh, for Campus Outreach Lexington, and I'm, uh, I'm thankful to get to be with you guys uh, today. Um, the topic uh, that I'm, we're, we're doing today is uh, joy in the midst of a pandemic. Just I, I want to just as I was thinking about this and, and praying for this, I, I am a t typically a pretty uh, happy-go-lucky guy. I, I, I like to think I'm a joyful person. Um, and, and, and love to make people laugh. I love to laugh, uh, myself and, um, a, uh, but I also just want to start by just saying, I understand that a lot of people have had a really hard year this year. Um, the pandemic has been really tough, uh, on you personally, or, uh, or, or maybe on family members that, that you haven't gotten to see, um, for the holidays or maybe even people that you've lost. I've, I've had friends who've lost family members and um, haven't been able to do a funeral, or uh, maybe they had, and, and it was just so much different than uh, than other times. I've, I've had my kids have had uh, usually birthday parties are, are you know full of other little kids running around, and and this year the birthdays have have been pretty just much just us, and uh, so it's been kind of sad. Um, but I, I just I don't know how how you guys are coming into this, and I just want to. Um, just encourage you with the word um, here from Ecclesiastes. It says that for there, everything there is a season. Uh, there's a time for every matter under heaven, um, a, a time to weep uh, and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance. And so as this, uh, you know, I'm, I'm guessing if you're coming to this uh, breakout uh, session, then you probably are looking for joy. You're wanting to see uh, God in the midst of a pandemic and, uh, but I do understand that there is a time to weep and a time to mourn and, and also a time to laugh and a time to dance. And so um, there is, you know, wherever God has you, I do hope that this would bring you joy uh, in the midst of this. And, and, and I'm also reminded from Romans 12, where it says, rejoice with those who rejoice and, and weep with those who weep. And so, um, I, again, I don't know where you're, how you're coming into this. I don't know if you've been through a, a time of mourning. Um, or maybe it's been a really fun time. Uh, and, and I just ask that, that the Lord would meet you here in the next few minutes. So um, just want to start by, by saying that. And as I think about joy, honestly, um, it's funny. I think about this, this old YouTube video that uh, I watched years ago and thought was hilarious. But it's, this, um, it's about this, this, this show called Wife Swap where 
um, you know, they had two basically polar opposite families and they would, um, they, the, the wives would swap houses for a week and sort of live under the, the, uh, the rules of the family for a, a part time and then also um, kind of change the rules for, for their, their time. And uh, there was this one episode where uh, this, this family, this boot camp instructor lady named Joy, and this this um, other family that were I, I think pretty much just uh, lived you know not super healthy lifestyle and uh, the 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 little son is named King Curtis and uh, he he kind of is fed up with Joy uh, and the the uh, just the rules that she's imposing she throws out his bacon he gets upset um, and he, uh, he he finally gets to a point where he he says uh, Joy now I've been nice to you but I'm now I'm coming to the edge. And um, I think that's probably the way a lot of, of, of folks are this year in 2020. It's like uh, 2020. Um, now I've been nice to you. I've tried to try to put up with the with the restrictions. I've tried to do the right thing, but man, I'm coming to the edge. And uh, I think we feel that way about joy sometimes. Just uh, like this is, you know, I try to I, I try to have a good attitude. I try to be positive, but man, I am coming to the edge. I'm I'm about had it with all this. So. Uh, but I think about, you know, joy, and it, it doesn't always mean just happiness. Um, it certainly can be happiness, but it, 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 uh, the Bible talks about joy in a, uh, in a, in a different way. Uh, in fact, most of the times when I'm seeing joy in, uh, in the Bible, it, it does talk about trials. Somewhere, somewhere in there, um, it is, it's, it's persevering uh, in the midst of trials. I think about James 1, um, verse two, 2 to 4, where he says, Count it all uh, joy, my brothers, or the NIV, I think, says, Count it pure joy um, when, you, when you meet trials of, of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith uh, produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect, um, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. And the passage I want to spend more time on um, today is is First Peter, um, at the very beginning there, verse three through nine. It says, um, "Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to His great mercy, He has caused us to be born again uh, into a living hope uh, through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead." to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you, um, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials, um, so that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold, that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Though you have not seen him, you love him. Though you, you do not now see him, you believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory, obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. So if you're a note taker, if you want to follow along, I think that we'll have the power uh, the PowerPoint alongside this. But it, I just have three um, basic points here that I want to encourage us in uh, toward joy. And one is um, it's run back to the sunbeam, uh, run, run back up the sunbeam to the sun. And it, it comes from a quote from uh, C.S. Lewis 
um, where he, uh, th there's a great book. I'll, I'm going to reference a couple times throughout this, but I'll just, I'll just encourage it to you. It's called Letters uh, to Malcolm, um, chiefly uh, about prayer, I think on prayer, um, but it's by C.S. Lewis. And um, I'll, I'll share the quote in just a second, but just from the passage itself, um, it's in First Peter. It says, "Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ." It's this is a um, a moment of praise um, or adoration, and uh, it's it's the it's a, a person who's experiencing. He's he's you know Peter's encouraging them to experience um, this hope that they have um, that's kept for them in heaven, and um, that it's being guarded for them and their salvation. And and it's he, he encourages them to rejoice. Um, for that hope that they have, and that even though they're they're struggling and going through trials, um, that it it would result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Um, Lewis says in in um, in that that book, it's chapter seventeen. Is um, is is it? If you want to check it out, uh, it says we know that we have we are being touched by a finger of of that right hand, at which there are pleasures forevermore. There need be no question of thanks or praise as a separate event, something done afterwards. To experience the tiny theophany, that's just an experience with God, um, is itself to adore. Um, gratitude, I love this, gratitude exclaims very properly, how good of God to give me this. Um, adoration says that what must be the quality of that being who's far off, and momentary uh, coruscations. Sorry, uh, I had to look that one up. Uh, it, it says a, a sudden gleam or fat flash of light. So coruscations um, are like this. One's mind runs back up the sunbeam to the sun. And I think what he's saying there is just that when we're experiencing um, things in this life, when we experience the sun, um, that it moves us back up to the, the sunbeams. Uh, it moves us back up to its source. Um, he says elsewhere in there, uh, he says, any patch of sunlight um, in, a, in a wood would show you something about the sun, which you could never get from reading books on astronomy. Um, he, he, he further, he says, uh, to ignore the, the smell of the deity that hangs about. Um, and so he says that when we're when we're basically living as 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 if the, um, the the sun isn't there or we're not really taking that in and appreciating it like we ought, um, we're living as if the 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 smell of the deity that hangs in the air isn't isn't there. Um, so I, I thought about Romans one twenty eight. Uh, it says they exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshipped and served the creature rather than the Creator. Um, just, just that that's in essence what we do is we, we, we take the gift of whatever we're experiencing or this, the experience itself and we make it um, the thing that we're uh, focused on rather than moving uh, back up the sunbeam sun to the sun itself. And so um, really that, that's the whole uh, point of that chapter in, in Lewis's book is, is really just to encourage us to be where we are, um, to be right where God has us, and um, and so I, I just want to encourage you, you know, from from that first point is just in whatever situation you find yourself in this week, ask God to show you Himself right in the middle of that situation. 
um, whether that be something that is, is pleasurable or whether that be something that's hard. Um, would God just give you joy? Would he help you to move toward adoration of him, uh, even in the midst of whatever whatever he has you? Um, second point I've got here is just joy is more often than not um, the result of trials, heartache, and even suffering. Um, and, you know, again, coming back to First Peter, <clears throat> uh, it says, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials. So that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold that perishes though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in the praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Um, that the the point of this is is that that joy, true joy, real joy, um, comes oftentimes right in the middle of suffering. Um, it's it's when we are. When our faith is put on the line, it's tested, um, that really makes us uh, strong, uh, hardy Christians. Uh, Lewis goes on in another, in another uh, work of his. He says, God whispers to us in our pleasures, um, speaks in our consciences, but shouts in our pains. Um, it is his megaphone to rouse a deaf world. So joy is, is more often than not, it really is experienced in the middle of uh, of suffering. It's like, it's why James can say, count it pure joy or, or uh, count all things joy, my brothers, when you experience trials of many kinds, because it leads to steadfastness, um, to a, a faith that's hardy, um, that stood the test of time and has, has made its way through many things that have been hard. And so that's just what you, you sign up for in a life that's, that's, uh, that's, that's pursuing joy or pursuing um, adoration of God. Um, it's it's really a life of suffering, and so I just want to encourage you. If you find yourself in the midst of suffering um, now, I, I just would ask God to give you peace. Um, help Him, ask Him to help you uh, experience peace in the middle of of what He has you in. Um, ask Him to 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 help you to see um, that the trial that He has you in in that moment is really meant to bring you closer to him. And that is the, the, the most enduring and satisfying thing is, is the presence of God. Um, and the fact that God would have brought you through um, hard things in life, that is uh, really the, the, the sweetest gift that he can give you is, is his presence in the midst of trial. And <clears throat> if you're not in the middle of suffering, uh, you know, look for ways to put yourself in the way of suffering. Uh, a few friends of mine have been doing this thing where we, we fast um, together on Wednesdays and we pray um, for each other and for things that are going on in our, our life. And uh, this last week, it was a Wednesday and I was studying for a big exam uh, that I'm taking for seminary and uh, to, to be ordained uh, as, a, as a pastor. And it was, uh, it was, it was, I was right in the middle of that. I was really needing to focus and we, but you know, I was annoyed by the fact that we were, that was the day that we were, uh, that we were fasting. But, and I remember just in my heart, just being like, oh, I don't want to do this. This is, <laughs> this sucks. Like, can we just take this one off? And I, you know, I would just say that, that something like that suffering, uh, fasting, uh, you know, you can, there's lots of other different ways you can put yourself in the, 
in the way of suffering, but um, it just reminds you of that that Christ really is the only thing that will sustain you uh, and bring you through. And so if you do find yourself um, not in the middle of trial, um, you haven't lost somebody um, recently that, that you love, you um, are not in the middle of a breakup or, you know, or something uh, that's been really tough, um, you know, ask God to put you, your, yourself in the way of suffering so that you can experience the joy of him being all you need and, to, and him being the thing that sustains you. Uh, and last thing, last point I'll, I'll make here is just our ultimate joy is still to come. Um, I love this, that, that uh, you know, the, the passage really uh, ends, you know, this little section here. It says in, um, in verse 8, though you do not see him, uh, you believe in him. And I think about First John. It says that we're um, that we that faith is seen is the the belief in something that we cannot see, uh, and it says and we and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and and filled with glory. Um, so we do not see him now. Um, that you know we can experience God uh, in in some measure here even today, uh, but the fullness of His presence. Um, the fullness of this promise is really going to be experienced uh, in, uh, in, in the life to come, in what's next for us. And, you know, Lewis kind of, this is his famous quote on joy. On joy. It says, joy is the serious business of heaven. But he, um, leading into that, he says, uh, dance and game are frivolous, uh, unimportant down here. For down here uh, is not their natural place. Here, there is a moment's rest uh, from the life we were placed here to live. <clears throat> but in the, this world, everything is upside down. That which, if it could be prolonged here, would be truancy. That's just dance and, and frivolous li- a lifestyle. Is likely, uh, is likest that which in a better country is the end of ends. Um, joy is the serious business of heaven. Basically, what he's he's saying there is is that um, you know the thing that we do, like you know, dance frivolous. I, I've played played some games uh, over this this break w- with my family, and just that kind of leisurely uh, pace of life. And really, uh, I mean, we've done some puzzles. We've done some. I, I took up wood carving uh, <laughs> over this pandemic. Um, just the the slower things of life it, are actually more uh, akin to what. Uh, life is going to be like in the new heavens and the new earth. It's it's going to be. We do live in an upside down world, and um, and so you know that I want us to remember that you know if you are a future oriented person, that is that is okay, uh, because our ultimate joy, even though we get to experience some really awesome pleasures in this life, and we get to experience God in in a uh, increasing measure in this life, um, we still have the hope of. Um, the, the life to come. So my encouragement for you um, in this one is spend time this week uh, pursuing something that isn't productive, um, but is something that you deeply enjoy. Um, choose an activity that helps you slow down um, to experience God and really just comes to gr- come to grips with the brevity of life. Um, C.S. Lewis <coughs> and his friend um, were on a hike um, when Malcolm, uh, the one he's writing this letter to, encouraged Lewis's faith, 
Um, and he, incur he basically starts out this essay by saying that the, the very thing, the question you, you've posed to me, um, you know, this, this stirring up of adoration, how do you get that? You're the one who taught me that. And you taught me to just to be where, where I am, to be where God has me. Um, and he encouraged him to, to also to look forward to the new heavens and the new earth. Um, Lewis goes on to say, I've, I have tried since that moment, since we had that conversation on that hike, um, to make every pleasure into a channel uh, of adoration. And so, you know, whatever, you know, activity you choose to do um, with this one, I just ask, I mean, just do, do something that's going to help you slow down, um, that'll help you really experience, um, the, I'd say, the fragility of life. I, for me, and I, and I don't want to make this application for everybody, I know uh, people are different, but I love uh, things that, that, you know, help me see how small I really am. Uh, I think about, you know, how nature really does that. Um, I think about how big trees are, how much they weigh, um, how big a hillside is, and how, how small that hillside is compared to our planet. Um, I love thinking about the the, uh, the stars and the, the galaxies. We uh, we cut you know a while back we did the um, we went and saw the the when Jupiter and and Saturn uh, uh, con converged and it, that that star it looked like a star um, uh, you know and they they said that that hasn't happened since twelve twenty six I think or or whatever it's so it's been eight hundred years or so and you know it's it's just a um, it was pretty amazing, and just to think like how small we are, uh, and how how big the galaxies are, and how how time is is just so short for us here. Um, that that was has been something that's helped me to look forward and look look ahead to uh, to a bigger a bigger world, and to really to praise God in the middle of that. So I I just want to conclude with this. I um. I love this. There's a, there's a book. Um, it's by a guy named G.K. Chesterton, um, and his, it's it's called Orthodoxy. And great book. I'd highly encourage it to you. But it was interesting to me. I was I was reading the very end of this book, and it ends in a way that's just very peculiar. But I think like is encouraging around this topic of vision. Um, and so I'll read the quote here. It says, "The tremendous figure which fills the Gospels towers in this respect." as in every other, above all thinkers who ever thought themselves tall. His pathos was natural, almost casual. The Stoics, ancient and modern, were, were proud of concealing their tears. He never concealed his tears. He showed them plainly on his open face at any daily sight, such as the far sight of his native city. Yet he concealed something. <clears throat> Solemn supermen and imperial dip diplomatists are proud of restraining their anger. He never restrained his anger. He flung furniture down the front steps of the temple, and he asked men how they expected to escape the damnation of hell. Yet he restrained something. I say it with reverence. There was was in that suffering, that that shattering personality, a thread that must be called shyness. There was something that he hid from all men when he went up to the mountain to pray. There was something that he covered constantly by abrupt silence or impetuous isolation. There was some one thing that was too great for God to, to show us when he walked upon our earth. And I have sometimes fancied that it was mirth. Just... 
and what that mirth, that mirth means is just it it's just joy, uh, happiness, um, just a, a sense of full and happiness, uh, joy, um, and, and almost like a laughter. And and I think about that as as <clears throat> as Jesus went to go meet with God, and in those moments of isolation uh, on the uh, on the mountain. That the thing that he he did was he just delighted, uh, almost as if they were laughing together at at the uh, the joy um, that he was experiencing by being the uh, the way, the truth, and the life. Um, for saying we we found a way for God's justice and His mercy to be reconciled in that person of Jesus, and even though he says you know. Uh, to his to his uh, father, he said he says like, uh, you know, help help me, God. You know, he, he says take me, you know, take this cup, may this cup pass from me. Um, but if if not, uh, your will be done. And he's he's obviously scared as he goes to the cross, and yet I think he always knew that that was that was where things were headed. Um, and he, he knew that this was going to be such a fun ending um, to the story, such a an amazing. Uh, beautiful thing, and uh, you know, a- after that that section there, I've, we've been studying in First Peter today. Um, there's a, a little line that says that um, these that angels long to look into these things. That what Jesus did when he rose from the grave, when he conquered death, um, was was delightful to him, and it was it was absolutely fascinating to uh, these angels who were were looking in on the story of of humanity. Um, that it was amazing that he would do this for these creatures um, that that uh, you know that have, have fallen into sin and have rebelled, and and so I, I just I just pray my prayer for you guys um, as you're you're in the midst of this pandemic as as I am is just that God would give you um, deep and abiding joy uh, wherever He has you uh, He would He would fill you with joy in such a way that you would delight um, to get to be with Him so. Um, thanks. And uh, man, I hope the conference goes really uh, well for you and you have a really uh, enjoyable time. Um, wish I could. I love doing Q&A during this. I wish we could do that. Um, but uh, be happy to, to talk to any of you at any point in time if you want to talk more about this topic or, or others. So be praying for you and uh, God bless.